Shulchan Aracharav, we are in Simon Tuf, Tzadik Dalid, in the middle of Halacha Yutes, section 494, middle of the 19th Halacha. We explained in this Halacha that you're not allowed to fast the day after Shavuos, because it's a Yom Tvoyach, it's a day that Karbanas, sacrificial animals, were brought, slaughtered during the era of the Beis Hamikdash. The pilgrims would bring Oilis Re'iyah, the burnt offerings, the day after Shavuos, because they were not allowed to be offered on the Yom Tov itself, because they, these sacrifices were entirely consumed on the altar, and therefore they were not ne- they were necessary, needed for the preparation of food. They weren't eaten at all. And they wouldn't do um, malachas, labors that were forbidden, on Yom Tov for, for these Karbanas, because they were allowed to be brought after Yom Tov. As we explained, one was able to compensate for, for the next six days, starting at Shavuos for a total of seven days, the, the, the opportunity to bring these karbanas. So since on the day after Shavuos, the pilgrims brought these sacrifices, it was a special day for them. It's like a Yom Tov itself. And therefore, you're not allowed to fast. Now, the Al-Tarebbe says, now it's true, all of this follows the ruling of the school of Shammai. While according to Beis Hillel, the school of Hillel, it is permitted to offer these sacrifices even on the Yom Tov itself. And Beis Hillel derived this concept from the Pasuk in Vayikra that says, you shall celebrate on these holidays a festival to God, which they understood is including offering any sacrifice to Hashem. Nonetheless, concerning this matter, this, the, the school of Hillel followed the rulings of that of the school of Shammah. Meaning they would not bring these sacrifices on Shavuos, only the day after. Now many Jews followed this practice and offered these sacrifices after the festival. For them, this day that followed the festival became like a yom of itself with regard to forbidding eulogizing the dead and fasting on this day. Accordingly, even now, when the Beis Amigdash is destroyed, eulogies and fasting were not permitted on this day. We're now going to see some very interesting notes on this. Okay, um, the, the statements that we, that we mentioned, that many Jews followed this practice and broke upon us after, after Yom Tov, aroused many questions uh, among authorities because the Gemara does not mention that the school of Hillel retracted their opinion or conducted themselves in accordance with the school of Shammai's opinion. So the Rebbe in Eisicha resolves this issue based on the following passage in Beitzah, Davchaf, Amar Aleph, and Amar Beis, 20a and b. An incident occurred involving Hillel the elder, who brought his burnt offering to the courtyard of the base Migdash in order to place his hands on the animal's head on the Yom Tov. The students of Shammai the elder gathered around him and said to him, what is the nature of this animal that you're bringing? Hillel didn't want to fight and quarrel with them in the base of Migdash, and he said to them, it's a female, and I brought it as a carbon shlomim, meaning a peace offering, and, and they departed. On that day, when this incident became known and it appeared that even Hillel had accepted Shammai's view, the school of Shammai gained the upper hand over the school of Hillel and they sought to establish the Allah in accordance with their opinion. However, a certain elder of the disciples of Shammai, the elder was there, who knew that the Allah was in accordance with the school of Hillel. He sent for and brought all the sheep of Kedar that were in Jerusalem. He stood them in the courtyard of the base of Megdash and he said, anyone who wishes to place his hands on the head of an animal should come and place his hands. On that day, the school of Hillel gained the upper hand over the school of Shammai, and they established the Allah in accordance with their opinion, and there was no one who disputed the matter in any way. Now, sometime later, there was another incident involving a disciple from the school of Hillel, 
who brought his burnt offering to the court of the base in order to place his hands on the animal's head on Yomtev. A student, a disciple from the school of Shammai, found him and he said to him, what is this placing of hands? In other words, why do you place your hands on the animal's head and thereby violate the statement of the school of Shammai? So the student of the, of, of the school of Hillel rebuked him, replying, what is this silence? In other words, why do you not stay silent? Uh, for the Allah was not established in accordance with that opinion. So that's, that's the, what the Gemara says. The Rebbe explains that the fact that the second incident occurred shows that it was not the widespread custom for people to bring burnt offerings for the festival on the festival itself. For when most people bring their burnt offerings on the festival itself, then the, the student of the school of Hillel would not have been noticed among all the others who were doing the same thing. So obviously that wasn't common. A further proof that the burnt offerings were not offered on the first day of Yom Tif is found in Chagiga, of 18a. There it says the following. An incident occurred when Alexa died in Lud and all of his were gathered to eulogize him. Rabbi Tarfin did not allow them to do so because it was the festival of Shavuos. The sages ask, can it enter your mind to say that it was, it was a Yom Tif? Had it been a Yom Tif, would they, have, would they have come? Certainly they would not have assembled to eulogize someone on Yom Tif itself. Rather say that they were prohibited to eulogize because it was the day when sacrificial animals were slaughtered. Based on this, we will explain what it's what we said in the Alakha, but we'll leave that in Mitashem for tomorrow's share.